You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Now, let me just tell you this. If you're looking for the fantastic gift for your mom or your dad or anything, or maybe your girlfriend or your spouse or that certain someone, I recommend The Gallery. Especially if you're moved into your first apartment or your first house. The Gallery is just a fantastic place to where you can actually have pictures hanging up in your house and get this they come from all over the world like for instance you actually have india you actually have japan you if you want like colorado you can go on ahead and get you something from colorado and let me just tell you this this company is based out of new york the gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world like i mentioned while we are all unable to travel this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you all prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y.com so your wall will never be boring again. And decorate that wall, move into that house, grab your uh, mom or dad or your spouse something from the gallery and I promise you that you will not be disappointed. Hey John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Not bad. My, my first uh, day back at work after six weeks of uh, parental leave, it was, uh, I forgot my own passwords. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh wow. I know that feeling, especially being at work and having to work on the computer all day. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah, it, it Except for that, it actually went pretty well. So um, I'll be completely honest and straight with you. All the movie news you sent me, I have looked at the titles. I really didn't have time to dive into it. So I'll be reacting really as a first-time reactor on basically all the news you sent me. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a problem. And not only that, but I'll also go into the descriptions of what the actual articles actually said. So that way nothing's actually mis uh, misjudged or anything like that. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Louie back with me again. Say hello to everybody. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be doing a little bit of movie. And 
You know what? There's actually a little bit of movie news that actually dropped today. For instance, we have Jared Leto, who's actually going to be in an untitled Tron sequel. And also, too, is actually under wraps on the plot, but we're actually going to speculate on what we would like to actually see from that. Then we're also going to be talking about Ben Affleck remaking Chinatown, which is an old Jack Nicholson movie. And then we're going to be talking about Rogue One Disney Plus series that adds Adrius uh, Edge... I can't even say his name. Arona. Oh, there. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to let you say his name for me, so that way it'll be easier for me, so I'm not butchering it. (laughs) Arona. Okay. (laughs) That's a mouthful. (laughs) Oh, that's what she said. All right. (laughs) So we're doing... That's what she said jokes. (laughs) Uh, That's the side of me you never... You you still don't know why I do... That's what she said, that's what he said, and that's what they said. (laughs) I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then after that, we actually have Hulu's Book of Blood, which is actually going to be a series that's going to be on Hulu. Stephen King actually talked about... Uh, again, readers actually read the short stories and stuff like that. So I'll go into that details in a few minutes. So what news actually stands out for you that you would um, like to actually talk about? Right now, first off the bat would be the Jared Leto um, Tron news. First off, they have to have Daft Punk back. I mean, if you're making a, a, a uh, the sequel to the you know to the continuation, the, the really bad continuation. You must keep at least the only thing that was good of the movie was the music, right? So Daft Punk has to return, and I love Jared Leto and potentially starring into um, into this new movie. It's such an odd casting, and yet it makes so much sense. I, he was very short in Blade Runner, the new one, but his presence actually made an impact, I find. I, I like this character, so I, I like to see him in a very futuristic setting where it can really like let wild in the character something more outlandish than he would play a, a, a real life character, right? So I find it fits surprising but fitting. I agree with you. I mean, you have a top notch actor who's actually an Academy Award winner, Jared Leto. Not only that, but also the director too is also an Academy Award nominee, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's actually Garth Davis that's actually attached to this project, which makes me even more happier that you actually have a good actor. Then you have a director who's actually an Academy Award nominee and also an actor who's actually an Academy Award winner. Mm. And you have two different, you have the best thing that you can have for Tron right now. So I'm hoping that there's not going to be where creative differences causes one or the other to actually walk away from it because Mm. I'm actually geeked out over it. And also, too, like you mentioned, I loved the Tron soundtrack. If there was like anything that was redeemable about the movie was the soundtrack. Yeah, most definitely. It fit the world to the T. Uh and it wasn't it was a good balance of like electro, classical, uh it really evoked emotion. Uh again, I didn't like the movie that much, but there's still certain uh, pieces of sound that makes me pop like the images of the movie. To do that for a movie I didn't really like, this the music is good. So uh, the question is, is he going to be a bad guy or a good guy? That's what I'm wondering. Or if he's going to play both ends of the coin where he's going to be kind of playing in the middle ground where one minute he might be good, one minute he might be bad. And then Hmm. towards the end, you have the whole entire reveal on what side he's actually on. 
Yeah, yeah, he could be very mysterious. Like, yeah, he he definitely fits the, the mysterious type. Um, for story wise, well, actually, before story wise, are we seeing the son of Flynn back? Are we seeing Flynn? Like, who is returning? You think, or if anyone? I'm hoping that it goes on a different continuation of another story where somebody actually turns on the arcade game and they got sucked in and it's their own storyline mm. and not primarily let it focus on the the past with the 1980s. Don't get me wrong. I understood why they would do that with the other Tron movie, but I would like to actually see them go a little bit different with it. I want them to actually make it a separate entity from the original two uh, Tron movies. That's just how I think of it, especially when you add Jared Leto into it. I want mm. maybe he gets sucked into it and everything and he becomes probably this mayor or something of this Tron video game and there's nobody else controlling it from the other end of the arcade or anything like that it's just in his world I guess or something around that area well this might be very like you know it could go down a route of of uh, of unrealistic or very cheap if you think about it but if well done I would like to see uh, the concept of let's say the the arcade is getting ripped up, right? Uh, something happens. The um, like the son of Flynn just gives up on it. Like it's it better left buried. The arcade uh, uh, project, uh, the arcade place gets torn down, gets shut off. But what if someone kind of like knows about the Tron uh, mythology? Is very underground, right? So it gets his hand on the console and decides to integrate, do a new game, and put it in virtuality and set it mm. into, into real life. So you get a, a bit of a real player one aspect mixed into the Tron. So you would actually have real-life players. But at one point, like the, 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 um, the safety guards turn off. And, you know, if you die, you die, right? You're actually st- All the players are stuck into the game. So going a bit in the anime called uh, uh, Art Sword Online have more of like not just one aspect i have to save that universe uh, with one character right there's a bunch of people you can have almost like a, a team story uh and you, and at one point you know it's human versus human in the games right it's not just human versus uh the the, the inhabitants of the world that's actually not a bad idea you can even make it into like an online game yeah. and everything too and incorporate it into like a new um, new technology into the VR, like you said. <clears throat> and you can actually have a group of good guys and a group of bad guys, you know. And their avatars. What happens if their avatars are designed in the way that they actually see themselves? Mm-hmm. And somebody's actually playing as Jared Leto. Yeah, like I personally, you said the mysterious. I want to see him as a bad guy. I, like I know we've seen him often as a bad guy. But there's something so mysteriously evil about that guy. <laughs> Maybe it's his Rockside persona. I don't know. But he does freaky good. He um, does. But he can also do very complex characters. So if given the right direction, like you said, it's a guy that did Lion. Again, it's not smaller, but it's a like very low-tempoed movie to Tron is a very big risk, but Disney usually, you know, they're they're usually pretty smart with their directors. So if he can, if he has a really interesting idea and he knows how to to work with 
people like Jared Leto and create a, such a, a fleshed out character, something that was missing in the second one and that was freaking abundant in the first one, bring back those elements and really give us something that's fleshed out. I'm all on board. Same here as well. I, I'm excited for it, you know, and I'm hoping that's a modern day thing to it. Not only that, but the way that you're describing it also has like a Wreck-It Ralph kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. In a certain sense, where they're actually introducing the VR into today's time, rather than just be a arcade video game. So I like that whole entire concept. Yeah, and like, and make it the stakes right. Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of the anime Art Sword Online, Sword uh, Art Online. No, no. It's basically I haven't watched it fully yet, uh, but the concept is basically there's this. There's like a game, right? It's a bit like Rare Player One. There's a game you go in, but at one point, for some reason, no one can go back to the real life. Everyone's stuck in the game, and if you die, you die, or you think you die because no one has, has escaped the game yet uh, and we come back, right? So a bit that concept. Like, what if like like the second one was Tron trying to invade the real world, right? So what happens if we actually accidentally, in their eyes, invaded their, their world, right? And there's a bunch of users, and it's not their world anymore. It's basically our world. We conquered them, and you retaliate by making the humans stay there and, and eventually you know, plot to their demise. I like that idea. I would actually pay to see your movie. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. That's how much I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but because it, that's the thing, though, bring originality. Just mm-hmm. there's something, something so deceptively simple that didn't work in the first one. Like it was cool to see, and it was cool to hear, but it did not make me think. It did not make me. Oh my god! They, you know, when Tron came back, I was like, oh yeah, that, that's Tron. What the hell happened to him? Right. And it was. It's. It's never really fully explained. It's I don't know. There's something that it, it was playing safe to get big buck. Cool, I get it. You you're trying to accommodate China. You're trying to accommodate you know different types of viewers. All right, but you can still throw in a mythology or two and make something interesting and not fluff, right? Right. By bringing on a director like that, by potentially bringing on Jared Leto, yo, you got something interesting on your hands. Now, question for you. Uh, Let's say they would cast two other actors. Who would you actually want to see play, like, brand new actors in the movie? I wouldn't mind seeing some, like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of some people that don't really get a lot of credit for Mm. what they do. Mm. For one thing, you don't see Colin Farrell hardly in anything anymore. Yeah, true. I would like to actually see him in that. And then I would also put Chris Pine in this movie as well. Okay, so you bring uh, hard hitters. Yeah, I would actually bring them in because even though they're well known and he's actually gone a bit, gone a little bit bigger since Wonder Woman for Chris Pine mm. and everything. But you know, nobody really talks about Chris Pine at all, at all that much. No, he's they really, really don't. Huh? So I would yeah. actually put them two in. Yeah, they they really don't. Uh, he really doesn't uh, get enough credit. Like he's he's an amazing actor. But he's a very low-key actor, considering the fact he's in Star Trek and, you know, goes to question maybe his personal life or how he actually is uh, in real person might actually have to, to do something with that. But, hey, you never know, right? Right. Um, I'm going actually smaller. Right now, I'm still thinking about my second one. 
But I want to see someone who you would never freaking think to be in this movie that can bring some humor into it and can bring uh, a bit of diversity. Uh, I would actually want to have Aquafina. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know if you're aware who she is. I know a little bit about her, but not that much. Okay. Uh, But she was in... um, uh, 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 Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, she she also also has her her own um, her own uh, TV show. Uh, she got nominated uh, the Oscars, not mistaken. Uh, she she's a real surprisingly funny and deeper than most people expect uh, actress, and I, that's what I want to see. I want to see someone who you wouldn't think of right off the bat, uh, and it can bring something. Uh, first of all, like I said, international appeal. Uh, bring diversity. I'm sorry, like Tron uh, definitely needs diversity because can you name me a, um, an African American character or an Asian character in Tron? No. There you not. go. <laughs> They're all white. Right. Apparently, the computer world is all white. Now you so, got my mind thinking a little bit too. <laughs> so we, we definitely need, and the second one, uh, I think I just found it. And if it's not Jared Leto, um, Jared Leto, the 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 villain. This guy has to be the villain. Just uh, give me a second. I'm gonna make sure I pronounce it. Yeah. Sammy Malik. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I would pay to see that. There's something in my head. I don't know why him with very like almost light blue skin and white eyes and like almost white hair with his face is terrifying, awesome, and sick all at the same time and he would kill as a villain in this movie definitely i could actually see that with white hair kind of too yeah like, like yeah exactly like silver white hair um, yeah um, I, I don't know if you ever seen stargate uh atlantis no i only saw like the very first stargate movie Okay, you didn't see the 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 the, the series that never ended uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that There's, one hey jason momoa came from atlantis so at least there's a couple of things that came from it, but uh, no, nah, it's the I wanted to do a comparison, uh, like um, compare to, to an enemy. Uh, but I have this look so, like there's so much cool things you can do with uh, with uh, Sammy Malik and put him in a sci-fi world, opposite or with Jared Leto. Those two together, whoo, that would be interesting. Yeah, really awesome. I would I, like I said, Rami Malik. You can't go wrong with Rami Malik, especially mm-hmm. what he was able to do with. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with 00, the new 007 movie. Oh, for sure. And I stand corrected. I said Sammy Malik, but yes, it's Rami Malik. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can say that's his uh, distant cousin. <laughs> yeah, distant so, cousin and probably right. just as weird looking. And that's what I love about this actor, right? He's so weird looking. Yeah. There's something so menacing about his face, you know? Definitely. And not only that, but if you think about it, he kind of has that same face like Johnny Depp had when he was first starting out where he can actually be very diverse True. on the way he looks. I call that, I take too much Coke face, but... <laughs> True. <laughs> too much Coke face. I love it. Um, but yeah, so, it's, and we don't see him, that, like, he pops here and there, right? But I have a feeling he's very selective in his in stuff. Uh, you would think after Mr. Robot and Bohemian Rhapsody, he would have exploded in, like, a multiple billion projects. But you see him from time to time, but that's it. So he, he must be very selective. That's what I'm thinking. I think he actually picks the right scripts for himself 
Mm. And he knows what to pick, especially whenever you look at James Bond. He's like, okay, who wouldn't want to be in a James Bond movie? Sign me up. Yeah, but uh, if you look the past performances uh, of a James Bond, it's like a good one, a really shitty one. Uh, Which one again? A good one. I really should. So it's like James Bond now is not associated to just good movies. But if he's on board and, you know, just the like, the trailers blow me away even more. Hey, I'm down, but I have a feeling that he might be the only saving grace to this movie because I kind of lost hope in James Bond personally. I'm hoping that this one's better than that last one because Ugh. I even agree with you on that. That last one was dreadful. So That's not just dreadful, boring. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh. Because here's the thing: I, I wanted Dave Bautista to be the main antagonist in that film, and instead, it just falls to pieces. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, I know James Bond doesn't have to be full action all the time, but there's something so draggy, like, it dragged on and on, and then they had a bit of action, and then on, and, like, the story, I, I can't even explain to you the stories, I keep forgetting, as I've seen it twice, right? And I still can't explain like the full detail or like this was the 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 um, this was like the characters and everything. I just remember right. like you said, uh Davis Tisa, James Bond, and you know, uh what's his name from uh, Django and Jane. <laughs> right. And you see, that's all I remember too. I don't know the plot, I don't know anything from that. And they see that and that's what sucks, man. We we go for Casino Royale, which is personally still my favorite one. The quantum of solace that like please bury that in the in the desert. Uh, I've never been. I, I, I've I've seen a lot of the James Bond movies. I think this one is like one of the rare ones I still haven't accomplished staying up on. <laughs> I can agree with you on that as well. Uh, Skyfall was good. Oh yeah, it not was, as good as was, Casino. No, but it's it's right up there. But you know you have two stinkers and then you have two good ones. <laughs> so it's like. And you know? yeah, and that, that that's what scares me. What is the the the, the last one, right? Uh, because it, if it fails miserably, God rest assured, it's they're gonna change James Bond. If this is successful, I think they're gonna sh- still change James Bond, but they're they're not gonna do something really drastic, right? But if this sinks and the reviews are bad, we're gonna see an Eldris Elba. We're gonna see something that to shake up the the James Bond line, right? Definitely. And I want Idris Elba so bad, but with the whole racism going on, he even declined even to even do a James Bond film. Yeah, that would be it'd be ballsy. He would definitely take a sign because people are idiots. Fans are right. they, people can say oh, I'm not racist, but like, yeah, okay, but you might not hate the other race, right? But if you're doing comments that because it doesn't fit the image in your head, that's what is the problem in this world, right? Racism is not right. just hate; it just if it doesn't fit in your head, you object to it. No, it's it really does not make sense. Hell, I'll be even okay with a black Picard, you know. Right. Just if Same the hand. actor if the actor fits and it brings something to the screen, who gives a flying f about race? Exactly, I agree with you one hundred ten percent. Now, the only time that I don't agree with something is if they actually benefit to, to the actor. Like change the character up to be- benefit the actor rather than benefit the character. That would be the only beef that I actually have. Yeah, true. But that's the only thing. Other than hmm. that, I think that any race can play any kind of character. Just because we're used to it in our heads on how we actually see a certain character, 
mm. and everything, it doesn't just because we see that that seem as white all that time doesn't mean he can't be black. It doesn't mean he can't be Asian as long as he's English. As long as they don't change his uh, origins to benefit the actor. The, yeah, I completely agree. Just again, like there's things you can't do. You, you can't like the, the things like biographical history. Like you're you're not gonna put, you know, I don't know, Lincoln, uh, a woman, <laughs> a black woman. There's, there's things you gotta follow. Right. But when it comes to invented uh, stuff from humans that came from their minds, you know. Like it or not, especially at a certain point in time, you know, it's very white dominated. So it was not intentionally bad. It's just that's what the world around them. So there's a lot of white characters, a lot of Caucasian characters. But with today's day and age, if Doctor Who can become a woman, right, because they have the tools for it. She regenerates. She changes um, actor every uh, every couple of seasons, right? So they use it perfectly, and it works 100%. It still feels like Doctor, but just being a female, it brings a whole new side to it, right? So why couldn't you do it with James Bond? Why couldn't you do it with Batman? Why couldn't you even do it with Superman? Like, the word man is in it, so probably, yes, you can't put it into female. (laughs) You would have to get... That's why Supergirl exists. But, hell, give us, you know... Uh, um, give us a hell an Adris Elba Superman. Give us something with you know? diversity. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, I want my my my, my daughter's uh, is mixed race, right? I right. want her to see representation, something my girlfriend hasn't seen uh, in her youth. You know, uh, barely any cartoons were were brown or black. It was all white. The only one she associated to, and I never thought about it, was Arthur. You know, he, he's true. a brown he's a brown kid, right? He's a brown bear. And it's the only one she really like associated and she actually watched recently. He's like, ah, this was enjoyable. But she hates cartoons usually, right? right. So I, I want that world not to exist for my daughter. And that includes superhero and that includes the more serious stuff. I agree with you on that. I, I totally do, man. I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. All right. So hey. And, and as usual, my John, we digressed. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay, though. I love the conversations that we have. That's for sure. Oh, it definitely makes for a, a complete show that we're, we're never going to have 20-minute episodes. That's for sure. No, it never gets boring. I love it. <laughs> you know? All um, right. Next topic. Okay, so Ben Affleck to hell making of Chinatown a movie at eh. Paramount. Eh. What do you think? It's, uh, if it's not- <laughs> If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, would it be cool? Okay. Is it necessary? Uh-uh. No. I mean, unless you, you bring, like, a whole different perspective, right? There's, like, another point of view, another point of the story that we haven't explored. Like, is... No, it's just again. It's gonna probably be cool. Uh, uh, younger generation is gonna probably have, uh, you know, um, appreciate it. Maybe certain people who don't want to watch movies of that decade, but the story is still, you know, worth telling. Okay, cool. Right. But that's a part of the population, right? For the rest of the moviegoers, please bring something good and new. If not, you're just rehashing with probably uh, a performance that won't even touch, uh, touch, um, uh, but but uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, portrayal. 
Right. So. And if anybody doesn't know what this film's about, it's based on Sam Wayson's novel of the mm. same name. And the story will uh, chronic, well, chronicle the behind-the-scenes story of the Jack Nicholson starring film, nor classic from Nicholson and director Roman Pileski's troubled lifestyles to the scripting of what is often considered one of the greatest ever written and the and the then imitated and clips of the 70s film maker friendly studios so to be honest with you i've never even seen this movie i haven't okay. seen the original so okay. i can't compare it to say oh we don't need a remake of this or that mm. or anything like that so i have nothing to compare it to but you... huh yeah no no go ahead go ahead and go ahead the sources also report that in addition to directing, Affleck is set to produce and pen the script for the adaptation with the rights of the novel and, and ten, um, you know, having the rights to the novel being acquired by Saturday Night Live producer Lauren Michaels, who brought it to the studio and is also attached to produce it. The project is also being considered a major priority by both the studio and Affleck. But still, it doesn't tell us like if he's going to do something different with this. If he's actually wanting to try and t- turn make a twist on Jack Nicholson's character, so I don't know. All right, look, it's how can I say this? It, like, I you haven't seen the movie, and there's nothing compared to. I get it, but it's like I don't know, remaking Fiddler on the Roof. Remaking Gone by the Wind. Yes, these are really extreme classics, right? But this is a story from a very classic book that there's not much to add, right? And right. like, there's a couple exceptions, like Little Woman, etc. And even then, sometimes, like, do you really, really need to to bring out one every fifteen years? Is to be, you know, argued or discussed. But there's certain things that you've seen it. The story's told. It's really good. What else can you bring? If you can't bring anything else, it just to bring some polish and new actors. Just watch the the old movie. The, you don't have to spend eighty million dollars to to rehash something, uh, especially in today's day and age. You know, if you're remaking it, it's sort of newer generation. But the newer generation are all into the visual effects and you know crazy sci-fi stuff and the the what's next. Are we the are they really gonna care about? A story that takes place not even in our um, like our time period or you know something of the older generation. It, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't to me either. I mean, there's other stories that he can actually direct or write about. Mm. Why this one? That's what I'm thinking. Like, what are you going to bring new to the table that hasn't already been done with the story? It, exactly. Like, it, give an example because I'm, I'm looking at filmography. I think the best example you can uh, I can give like what not to remake. It's like he would say, oh, you know what? I want to direct and produce a remake or a rehash of Goodwill Hunting. You know? <laughs> right. Like, just know, like, who, first of all, who's going to replace um, um, Matt Damon? Robin no, no. Williams? Yeah, Matt Damon can pro- uh, come back or, or, no, not even you, if you have to retell the same story. But yeah, Robin Williams. Who, who, who could ever replace Robin Williams in that kind of role? No one. You don't touch that kind of character. Same thing for Chinatown. There's just some stories that it's not worth remaking. You have it in the history. Watch it, and that's it. 
Exactly. That's the way I feel about this as well. Is this one of those stories that grabbed me? Because I'm like, well, Ben Affleck, he's good at his original stories and stuff like that when it comes to writing and directing. But this is his first time messing with a, uh, doing a remake. And I'm like, why are you wasting your time on a remake when you can actually do solid movies like you did with Wayback or why, with Argo, with Gone Baby Gone and everything? Why are you wasting your time with this? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah, at least, you know what? He's trying something new. I mean, right, I can appreciate like, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is the purpose of doing art, right? Always push yourself, always find something to, to you haven't done before. Cool. Is this the right fit? Ah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a 10 billion other things you could have, he could have you know, done. And it would probably in my mind, click a bit more to his style than Chinatown. Right. So let's see here. Another thing that actually dropped was Disney plus rogue one spinoff series with, uh, Adria Yurna. Okay. Did I say, get that that right? say that again. A- Adria Yurna. <laughs> you see, <laughs> I tried. I tried, guys. I tried. Arona. Okay. It, well, which anyway, I think, you, you, you know what? And, and next, you know what? It's just, no, it's Arona for fuck's sake. You know? I'm, 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 I'm thinking it's probably Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, but I just like to to make things sound like other languages. Uh, right. To be honest, so I'm gonna be completely off, but I I see it as uh, Adria Arona. Okay, that actually does make sense. And get this, I'm actually good at names, but when it comes down to this one, <laughs> I, I can't say. Um, like, we, actually... we would have to put on Google or Translate see what they say. Right, that's going to be fun. <laughs> um... but, but yeah, uh, soon uh, she'll be, uh, she'll be, she's going to be actually headed to a galaxy far, far away. The actress who starred in Six Underground, Pacific Rim, Triple Fighter, She'll also appear in the upcoming Jerry Leto movie, Morbius. She's actually atta- is attached to Rogue One. And uh, another thing, too, is Diego Luna is actually confirmed to be returning for this for his role mm. uh, with uh, from Rogue One. Here's my take. Cool. Make it a one series spinoff. That's it. Make it like a, a special, a four part special, five part special. Don't make seasons out of it. Don't make a whole big storyline expanding the role. We know how it ends, right? right? We know the continuation episode four. There's just so much you can do. Even though the galaxy is big, this kind of story is very rebellion. It's very small, right? If there is a story to be told, cool, but make it a, a special, a four-parter, how we can give like once a month, right? And it's like three hours long, imagine. Like, give us like three, uh, four or five, uh, uh, a bit like uh, Sherlock Holmes with the uh, Cumberbatch, right? The season was like six episodes, not even four episodes, but there were big movies. Do that with Rogue One, but finish it there. Don't expand too much because there's so much more you can expand in Star Wars. And you see, that's where I was, whenever I first read about this, I'm like, we already got this story from Rogue One. So what more can they actually do with it? This is actually pretty much the size of The Hobbit, if you actually think about it, when you look at the story. Yes and, and no, because he, just, he has a lot of history. He's been in the Rebellion since, what, I think he said he's six or something. 
I mean, there's a lot to tell about this guy. You can tell the story. You know, you don't have to de-age him. You can tell the story five years from Rogue One, and it would work. Now, again, how much you can do, I don't know. But if there's a story to tell, cool, but condense it, right? Because it, it was still a cool aspect to see Rogue One, the rebellion, the dark side of the rebellion. Like, the, the, there's things that it's very polished Star Wars, right? And they took a risk by showing like, hey, they're not necessarily the good guys. They're just the guys against the even worse people, right? And some of them are, you know, I wouldn't leave them alone with my kid. <laughs> but right. I would definitely give them a blaster to help me out, right? So there's that aspect I loved about Rogue One. Now, how much you can do with it? It's a question. I personally think, like I said, smaller. Don't make a whole big series out of it because after a while, you know, it's going to get old and you're going to lose your momentum. Star Wars right now needs a lot of momentum. You don't need to to, to go back and rehashing a lot of, like, same world things until you hit a wall and they're like, okay, what's next, right? You always have to continue push the envelope. So do For small. Sure. Go on to, like, hell, please give us a Sith series. I want to see Sif in the old time and not just like parts of, of the show. I want like the main characters to be Sif or to be bad guys, right? And have a whole season about the bad guys. That's it. And you know what? I'm glad that you actually mentioned Sif because that's what I want. I want a whole entire thing from the perspective of the villains because we have always gotten stories from the hero's perspective, but we've never actually gotten if from the villain's perspective. And mm-hmm. also, too, I've been wanting a Darth Maul series for Disney Plus with Obi-Wan. And then again, though, I'm... we've seen often, we know how it ends, we've seen in Han Solo, there's still so much you can do. You, we've seen in, in, in Rebels a lot. There's, there's It's very limited. It's like, that's why I don't get with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Again, you're limiting yourself. Yes, there is stories to be told, but you're still stuck in a narrative that has, still has to lead a certain way, right? Because there's precedence in other movies that you know exactly where it's heading. So there's so much you can do. Give us that's that's why I like the the not the old republic, but I think they call it the high republic. Yeah. They can it, it's a sandbox. They can do whatever they want, right? They can. Even though it's it's still leading up to you know the future of, we still don't know what happened to to, to Jedi to the Sith. There's so much things that they're free to do, and we can be surprised. You know, when I'll be watching either like say your what you say Darth Maul, or when I'll be watching um, Han Solo, uh, not Han Solo, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, he's not gonna die, so I'm not very you know nervous about that guy pointing a gun at him because I know how it's gonna end. You give us High Republic and you do Game of Thrones and anyone can die. You're like, what? what? They killed him? You know? <laughs> right. Or, or same thing with Sid. Like, completely shatter our expectations. Like, holy crap. Who We thought, like, that person was a secondary character all along. We did not realize it's actually his story. He's the main character because the main character just died. <laughs> so, I love that like, twist. Yeah, like, bring something new to the Star Wars universe. Give that edge. Give that surprise. Stop li- putting linear uh, motion into into stories that we know how it ends. So y- the stakes are not there. It's going to be cool to see. Cool. But we don't know what's going to happen, right? Uh, we know already what's going to happen. So, yeah, just change up your game, Star Wars. 
Right, and not only that, but I also have to agree with you. Make it a four or five episode series. Don't make it out of uh, season two or season three. Yeah. Because, like you said, we already seen this story. We already know that you're going to die by Rogue One. We don't need to actually yeah. see an ending scene to season two where you're running on the beach again and then you die and the screen goes to black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, unless there's, the, there's a big-ass twist of, like, the one we saw in Rogue One was actually a clone, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> else than that, like, we're not... Eh. And, and that, that's the problem with Disney I'm finding. Like, and this is why I'm not as excited for Black Widow. We know what happens. Unless they bring something that's going to blow our mind and be like, oh, crap, I did not realize that. So that changes everything in, in what we've seen in, in uh, Avengers, right, when she, she passed away or sacrificed herself. Unless there's at those moments, I kind of don't care. Like, it's going to be a cool story, but I'm not going to be involved because even though, yes, obviously not going to kill your main character, it's not as exciting because we know what's happened in the future. You're right. going, you're, you're stepping back, right? So, and 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 I hope Disney won't do this uh, often and often. Uh, they're doing it with Star Wars now. It's like, come on, guys or girls, right? Because I'm hoping that they're not trying to make the MCU universe small, just like the Star Wars universe is. You know, it, it's, if, if they go that way. It's a it's a potential, man. It's possible. Right. It's like it or not. It's uh, they have to make money, and if they have a formula, right? Exactly. But another thing, though, too, that I want to mention is this. And I even said this whenever I did my trailer review for Black Widow on the podcast. I'm like, it would make more sense for them to actually do this when she was actually alive, opposed yeah. to her already being dead. Then you can actually have the connectivity with all the other MCU films. But with her doing that, it makes her death a little bit more meaningless in a sense. But at the same time, I'm actually excited about seeing the villain because he actually can mimic um, all the other super, all the other powers and stuff like that yeah. and mimic people's moves. So that's what I have. That's what it has going for me is the battle between her and the villain and everything. And I'm yeah. just element to it. And again, if they bring the angle, let's say at the end movie, she was, you know, injected a poison that she knows she's going to die in a year, you know, and that's why she sacrificed herself because she was going to die anyways. Something like that. Okay. All right. Now you explained everything. That's why they made that decision, right? They, they right. found a way to bridge. But I really have a feeling that that's not going on. They're just trying to bank on something. And someone made the wrong decision somewhere and killed her off instead of, you know, like, I, I'm not, I'm sorry, but like, who kind of cares about Hawkeye? He, he's cool and everything, but he's if there's one, he's secondary. And if there's one person that really needed to be redeemed, that he was Ronin, he lost his way, right? You know, Black Widow never lost her way. She, she's no. always been the same. She's always been the anchor uh, of the group, moral, like she's always tried to, to to reason with both in Civil War. She wasn't just blinded by her beauty. She she did what she had to do, but she had compassion for both sides. Hence, although like you know, Hawkeye or Ronan now lost himself, and then she dies, and he kind of finds himself. But it's it's kind of meaningless, right? If if his character doesn't go anywhere, which I don't think will. No, I don't think so either. And I, like I said, you and I have both seen eye to eye on this topic, you know, where her death is kind of meaningless and everything because of the fact that they're actually doing 
a prequel and everything when they should have done this from the get-go rather than oh yeah you know because everybody was actually wanting a black widow standalone film for a while and i know that we had a bunch of standalone female-led movies before like electra uh we also had catwoman which is not connected in with the dc world or anything like that we do but... not mention that movie sorry <laughs> sorry i did not know i don't know that movie at all i don't know what you're talking about but okay okay <laughs> but you know when you have those movies during that time when in the early 2000s and they're looking at the schematics of it and they're like well i don't think a standalone female-led movie will actually work since it's already been done before and there's nobody actually gravitating towards it. But now you actually have people that are actually wanting a Black Widow movie, craving for it because of her character, about how badass she was and that opening scene from Avengers. Why not just capitalize it, capitalize on it right then and there when you saw that there was fire for it? You Which, know? It, it, it's funny, coming from the studio who brought us Guardians of the Galaxy, no one fucking thought it was going to work and be like, who? Like, we're not going to waste money on Like, no, no, they did it. So they couldn't bank, though, on a very strong female. I, I don't get it. Uh, like, Disney is usually very pro- uh, progressive. There is a risk, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's it's something that's changing now, right? But, you know, like it or not, it probably was not meant in a bad place. But the reflection was this wouldn't work because no one knows because it's a female character. But, hey, a group of uh, weirdos uh, with, uh, you know, aliens and a weird guy with the tattoos that doesn't get humor, that's going to work, right? Because it had a right. concept and it's it's less offensive in a certain way. And thank God for today's day and age. It's still, like, we have to be grateful. Thank God we're getting a Black Widow movie. I'm just complaining to complain. But yeah, thank God we're in Asia. We're getting the Wonder Woman's. We're getting, right. um, we're getting like uh, the Black Widow. How I, I, Ben Affleck, you want to do a remake? Give us Tank Girl, right? I don't know if you ever heard of Tank Girl. Yeah, matter of fact, they were actually talking about remaking Tank Girl not too long ago. And matter of fact, I remember actually seeing the old Tank Girl movie, and I haven't seen that movie in ages, but I remember yeah. loving that film. Yeah, but bring us Tank Girl. Bring us, you know. Uh, stuff really f- for a strong female and not just like once a year or you know in the alien movie <laughs> exactly. give us give us a, a a multitude and i'm happy we're in the day and age that that happens and again but again it's done in reverse and that's why i'm annoyed same here as well on that level as well but i'm also excited i'm kind of lukewarm let's just put it that yeah. way yeah you know hey john uh we should call the show welcome to Going away from the subject, the one on one. Hey, I think people are gonna uh, like it though. I, I seriously do. Because <laughs> nah, it's just I, like I, having conversations. I, I, I tease, but like you realize, we're on on the second subject, and we're at forty three minutes in. <laughs> Actually, we're on the third subject. And I can't count. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually on. Yeah, we're actually on the third and final subject now. Again, this is something we'll never talk about. All right, so <laughs> Book of Blood. Yeah, so this I have is actually no clue. something I have no, I have oh, no clue on. that fuck that is. To be honest with you, I don't know either. <laughs> so, and... so why did you choose it, man? <laughs> because here's the thing. I'll tell you why. Number one, I'm a Stephen diehard Stephen King fan. Number two, okay. a fan in the Stephen King group posted this, and Stephen mm. King actually recommended people to check this book out. 
and it's actually a short mm. story of books. And I'm actually reading a short story that that Stephen King just wrote not too long ago. Okay. And matter of fact, it just came out in May. So I'm actually reading if it, blew. but this is actually an anthology series if you think about it, because it's actually going to be out on Hulu. So I'm excited because it's an anthology series and it's just like creep show. So I, that's the two things that it has going for me. Okay, but okay. Huh? okay, no, no, go ahead. But uh, Clyde Baker and Seth McFlarren. Uh, from Family Guy are working together with Hulu to develop a new adaptation of uh, Clive's story a sh- series of short stories, The Books of Blood, which was previously adapted in 2009. It has also just released a new stylish poster that you can see at the bottom of the. Well, I'll I'll show you the uh, poster after we get off. But uh, but it's, it's in the link, right? Yeah, it's in the link. But I actually yeah, have the I'm... poster saved. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but it's written by. Braga and Adam Simon of Salem, mm. based on short story by Barker with uh, contributing original materials. Books of Blood takes a journey into uncharted and forbidden territory through three tales tangled in space and time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm that's sold. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. Like I always love anthology stuff, uh, or not anthology, but like things like the, every episode is something a flavor of new, right? Get like the Twilight Zone, the new ones is just mind blowing in my opinion. It give us those those really odd stories, but it, if it comes from the mind of Clive Barker, and it's you know it, it from the description, it seems like it's not made for kids here. This is gonna be bloody disgusting and not maybe disgusting but something more you know hellish right definitely and yes set McFarlane doing something completely out of his own for me is what he needs um he, he get away from comedy put your guts into something different and see what what you know evolves Hell, we might actually see a whole new Sigma, uh, a whole new set McFarland that you know we've never seen before, and really see some gems of an episode because he has a different aspect, right? A bit what um, uh, K, no, a bit what, like what Peel did with Get Out, right? Everyone's like the comedy guy right. doing a, a, a suspense horror, what? and it was genius because it was it came from a different point of view. Do that, Sigma McFarland, please. Exactly. And not only that, but I feel like his humor is actually hit and miss now. It's all recycled. And not only that, but especially when you look at that space show that he tried to do and the jokes just didn't land. I mean, I tried watching three or four episodes. I chuckled here and there, but it's not as much as I would have laughed out loud like I did with Family Guy or anything like that, for example. Yeah, uh, Orville, right? Right. Uh, I think that's uh, but, the name of the, the show. Yeah, I think that's it. But I just feel like that, you know, it's good to actually see Seth actually doing something in the horror realm. Like you said, it's something different, something new, something fresh. And also, too, we also know that comedians and actors who actually do comedy have dark, a darkness about them. Yeah. And for him to do this, I'm all for it. Because if this is a way to refresh himself, I'm all for it. Because look what happened with Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, for example. You know, yeah, I was, but he he's done some dark things, right? right. He's done um, rain uh, over with, me. Yeah, oh boy, that was depressing. Really that good was. movie, 
but like it, it's one of those movies like okay where's my medication after right. the movie right it's <laughs> yeah there's something really like you watch this once and then you kind of forget and you see it on tv like oh yeah that movie and they're like oh this is why i didn't rewatch it again it's so heavy you know it, um, it's a very heavy movie <laughs> But he he went to dark places, right? I, I I can't wait to see what Seth MacFarlane's dark place is because he's such an exaggerated humor, right? He's so bigger than than life and really like, what the hell is going on, MacFarlane, right? So I can I can't even imagine how that would translate into a more darker horror realm. Uh, it's gonna be a very interesting mix uh, coming from probably um, a very different mind. And it's going to give us something on screen that we would have never imagined seeing. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for as well, because I want something new. I want something fresh from Seth. And, you know, I always want, like it when actors or directors always does something different opposed to the same thing over and over again, because it mm. gets boring after a while. It, it really does. Uh, now, is it that, that's the thing though it's it's short story so it's every episode is going to be different it's not going to be like um american horror which is one season of story another season of story right right okay it's just different stories like an anthology series and stuff like that you don't that's really that. have to uh see every single season or anything like that it doesn't really connect okay okay yeah so like creep show by the way um you finished creep show how was it i enjoy creep show a lot and there was a couple episodes here and there that I didn't really care for that much or whatever. But, you know, I actually mentioned which ones actually stood out to me. And those were the ones that I will always go back to and remember. Mm. And then there's some that I'm like, okay, I really don't really feel like going back and revisiting. Like they had this one uh, with the werewolf in Nazi Germany and stuff like that <laughs> where it's, 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 it's different. <laughs> Let's uh, put uh, it that way. And yet, that sounds so creep showish. Oh God, um, yeah. But that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I am afraid with Book of Blood. It, I hope it's not gonna be hit and miss, right? Because I don't know if you've seen the the Twilight series from uh, uh, Peel. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of episodes. Uh, for me, they're all they're all hits. I not one of them missed. It's all weird in their own way. Uh, I especially love the the one with the president. Like they kind of make fun of Trump, right? What happens if you put a kid in a white office and at the White House, then we, everything goes haywire, right? <laughs> um, I love that episode. That was great. Uh, but you know, and, and he always found that flavor. But with Creep Show, you know, you have to make it campy. You have to make it this and that. But if you don't find the right people to to to, to really run on that road and you know, make different stories, but always keep that flavor, that 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 je ne sais quoi, which is hard to grasp, right? Because it's a concept. Um, it, it's gonna be hard to do it in, in a horror form, book, uh, books mm-hmm. of blood, something more serious. They really have to make sure that the tone is really universally shared, and even though it's not the same stories, the feel of the episodes connect. Exactly. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I don't want any weaknesses from the show. You know, I know that certain episodes are going to be hit and miss, but I don't want to be like, there's two misses and then all of a sudden there's only one good episode out of two episodes that I saw. You know? Yeah, and and um, honestly, like, I don't want like, at the end of the season, uh, at, the, at the end of the season, be like, oh, that was the last one? Right. There's nothing else. Right. There's nothing better than this, you know. 
I don't want to have you know a disappointment if if it comes from you know the world of, of Sigmar Farland and it's really uh, the horror show I've been waiting for for a long time and it doesn't deliver. I'm kind of giving up on Sigmar Farland. Definitely, I, I feel the same way as you do because you know, like I said, the humor is not uh, hitting right where it needs to be hitting. And then him to do horror, I'm all for it. I'm all for some change. So. All right. So I do have to let you go because my cat find a, found a way to get stuck in the bag. Uh, <laughs> so I do have to help him because he's a dumbass, but I love him. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's just go on ahead. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me helping my cat get out of the bag. <laughs> then you can find me on Twitter and Norton Schmoes. It's the best place, best place to find me at. Uh, and yeah, that if not Louis Monette, L O U I S M O N E T T E on Facebook. All right. And as always, until next time, bye bye. Bye bye. This is John DiGregorio from Movie Loves Unite, and I just want to go on ahead and say thank you to everyone that's been supporting me over the year for doing my movie news podcast, doing my movie page and everything. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been supporting me, and not only that, but I just want to go on ahead and mention my friend who actually does uh, some promotions and stuff like that, and if you're actually looking for a digital marketer, I strongly recommend that you check out my friend Alexander. As a matter of fact, he's actually on Fiverr, and it's Alexander650650. And like I said, he does a good job with digital marketing. He also ends up doing your cover art and everything else for your podcast as well. And he just now started doing that and everything, and he does a fantastic job at that. Let me just tell you that. And, you know, like I said, he's good at social marketing, and he's also has a team to actually help him with his podcast hosts to achieve their goals. And his team has professionally digital marketers, content blog, writers, and graphic designers. And they will help you to take your podcast to another level by producing attractive cover art, like I mentioned, and a touch-up professional podcast promotion service. Feel free to ask any questions that you may have. Go on ahead, check them out on Fiverr, and it's Alexander650650, and tell them, do me a favor, if you guys are listening to this, if you guys are podcasters, if you guys want someone to actually help you out with your podcast, make sure that you tell him that Movie Loves Unite actually sent you, and as always, until next time, bye-bye. Oh yeah, one more thing before I actually sign off, and that is the fact, if you guys want to donate towards the show, you guys don't have to at all. But if you guys choose to, it will be greatly appreciated. And here's the thing. You go to buymeacoffee.com slash unite, and you can donate me a cup of coffee. And do- cup of coffee actually means dollars. And you can actually donate me five cups of coffee, ten cups of coffee, or whatever you want me to actually have to actually control my caffeine intake. You guys can go on ahead and freely go on ahead and do that and everything. And it will be great- greatly appreciated. What it does is it actually helps with keeping the lights on. For Movie Loves Unite, it actually helps with doing giveaways whenever I actually have a chance to actually do digital movie giveaways. It helps with actually having me actually having better podcasting equipment and stuff like that. So go on ahead, donate to me if you feel like it. If you don't, that's okay too. I understand this whole entire pandemic actually has the world upside down right now, and you guys can't do it. I totally get it. But 
Anyways, I hope everybody enjoys their night. And always until next time, bye-bye.